Now you mob, I hope this is finding you having a deadly day that you are keeping safe if you are in Victoria or New South Wales with these heavy rains and I send so much love and support to those who are in those danger areas or who are struggling in these times, whether it be with the weather or just with the way the world is, because it's not an easy space at the moment. And when you look out into the world, it's so easy to become overwhelmed, it's so easy to become depressed or anxious about the state of the world and the fact that there is so much out of our control. And with today's Warrior Heart Yarns with Anishan, I really want to share with you some insights in terms of the fact that I believe that I'm only scratching the surface of my own potential and that the dreams, the visions or the callings that I have at the moment and the things that I've had in the past have always only ever been the ground of what is possible. It's not the ceiling. It's not the sky. I honestly know from experience that the dreams with which I started my journey from were truly only the beginning of what was possible. And I think that if my ancestors or even my my higher self or the universe had really shown me the, um, the vastness of possibility that was my dreams and the starting point, I believe I would have shut down in fear or run away um, because of conditioning or a belief that I wasn't capable or that that thing wasn't possible for me or by me. And I really came into this after listening to Suze Chadwick and Erica Kramer this week in terms of um, being able to, oh, and Rachel, Rachel Rogers, I've been doing some of her um, We Should All Be Millionaires course and reading her book And all of those kind of wove together to having the courage to dream big, to see yourself in a different way. And for me, reflection on the last few years and creating space to kind of just be with myself and let what this next chapter can be, the possibilities, not trying to define it in detail and going, this is how it's going to be, but rather being curious and being open to the potential And the possibility of what my next chapter could look like. I'm turning 39 next month and it's it's becoming a very um, significant age and, and birthday for me because I'm coming into my final year of my 30s. And I've been I felt this calling for a little while, but I haven't really had the courage to give it space to be in my psyche to be in my conscious mind. It's been in my unconscious mind and it's been on the edges of my consciousness, but I haven't had the courage to kind of be with it. And it's this idea of just going all in on my own internal journey and living my life from the inside out, like following my heart fully, pursuing what brings me joy, letting go of the things that don't and really giving myself the time and space to live my life from the inside out, meaning from within me, within my family, and then anything else outside of that has to either strongly connect and support my development and my family's development, or it doesn't belong in this season of my life. And that's not the easiest thing to sit with being a First Nations woman, 
being someone who has set up a foundation guiding young Aboriginal women to have this realisation that how do I do those roles from a place of my internal heart navigation and my family's navigation and going and recognising that I have a requirement, a calling to to do some more self-development, to do some more self-healing and growth so I can really step into my accepting my own knowing but then starting to move into the being and doing of that knowing and bringing it forth into the world. Because when I'm in my deepest power, when I'm in my highest self, that is the greatest gift I can bring to the world. It's the greatest gift I can bring to my family. And that's where I'm going to have the greatest impact is when I, what I'm actually doing now is clearing the space so that I have the time, the the energy and the resources to be able to create space to alchemize and sit with my, the wisdoms and the life experiences that I have had up to this point to look at what does it mean to actualize my potential? Where are my areas of need of growth in order to really master my skills and my zone of genius so that it, I can become world-class, I can become one of the best in the world, both in my speaking, in my business services, within myself to be the best and most powerful version of myself, my my most authentic, unapologetic version of of Chantel Thompson and, and the Barkindji warrior, the warrior heart, Kilalana, all of it. To be the mother that I want to be for my children, but also the mother that my children need. But in order to do that, it means it requires me saying no to the rest of the world and saying yes to myself. And that's, that's scary. Um, and this idea that I really am only scratching the surface of my own potential and my own possibility and this acceptance that the dreams that I hold now, it's, it's the foundations. It's the beginning of what's possible. And I know this to be true because when I first started jujitsu at 19, when I first got introduced to jujitsu, I was a very, I was operating from anger and trauma and fear. And I was very reactive to the world. I was very defensive and when I first started jiu-jitsu, it was because I saw George on the mats, but also I got curious and I liked the idea of being a skilled martial artist, a fighter. And then I got obsessed with this idea of UFC and becoming an MMA fighter. And that's what I started to move towards. And then I had Nacinta and I put that dream aside. Uh, it wasn't until 2009 when I had the postnatal depression episode with my twins and I really went deep into my darkness and really be, had a, a lived experience of how deep um, the depths of my darkness could go and the risk that that posed to myself and to my children when I hurt my daughter and I, and I tried to suicide. It was because of those moments that I came into jiu-jitsu again it was because of the life experiences and jiu-jitsu was a vehicle for me to engage with myself and the world in a different way and then when I got the calling to go back to jiu-jitsu to use it as a form of physical and spiritual and emotional healing for my mental health to save myself and my children 
and that was also the entry point into my journey with my culture and, and learning things. Those two, culture and jiu-jitsu, were the foundations for me to become the woman that I am today. And I never had the intention, I never even had the idea of the possibility that I could be a world champion. It wasn't until I was doing jiu-jitsu for mental health and well-being that I started training, I started to get better, and then the coach at the time put the idea that the team was going to Adelaide to compete. I was like, yep, I'm in. So any vision that I've had, any any great achievement that I've um, accomplished or any anything that I've accomplished, be it my world titles, be it my university degrees, have all been born from moments of being on the path to the journey, have been in following that calling. As I say, my heart is my compass and my energy is my guide. I get this uncomfortable feeling in my own skin. I feel like I'm not where I'm meant to be. I feel this calling that something's meant to shift or that there's another another journey or a new chapter beginning. And that's often come about from being in a space where a life event has happened or something has shifted or I have shifted and it's time for change. So if anyone had told me when I stepped onto the mats at 19 or when I was returning to jiu-jitsu in 2010 when I was struggling with my mental health that I would one day be having a podcast and be talking about being a three-time world champion in jiu-jitsu or having three degrees in across education and, and trauma recovery, I probably would have stepped away in fear. I would have shut down because I didn't have a sense of my own possibility and potential in those moments. The courage to even try. So when I got the calling to be a world champion, I didn't even know that one was possible, let alone that three would be in in my life and in my in my future. So for me in this moment, sitting with where I'm at and kind of being with the fact that the goals that I have right now, the dreams, the callings that I have across my my jiu-jitsu for my life and across my business and the impact I want to have in the world. I'm really starting to let it sit in my body, to sit in my psyche, to sit in my consciousness that the visions that I have for the next five to 10 years, 11 years, um, and I'll dig into that 11 years in a second, have really come about in a new way, this, this new chapter that, and I'm doing a lot of healing work. I'm doing a lot of work in the background to heal myself and to clear space so that I'm ready to step into the potential of this new chapter of these dreams and this vision, not even to achieve those visions yet, but to lay the foundations and to clear space within myself, within my heart, within my spirit, within my life and my physical spaces to actually be able to do the work of becoming ready to go after those things and to start to walk the journey towards building my first million dollars in business, um, becoming a, a seven-figure brand uh, across Kilalana the Foundation and across Chantel Thompson, laying the foundations and creating the space to be able to make the journey from brown belt to black belt and jiu-jitsu and then beyond that, um, competing internationally again and, and going after my black belt world title dream becoming a global international speaker and um, 
and one day within the near future becoming a First Nations philanthropist, an impact investor. Like just sitting with that, letting it sit within me to acknowledge that that's not the top. It's not as far as I can go. That is literally the foundations of what is possible in my psyche right now. But it's the beginning. And laying and being with that, letting that lay in my soul, letting it take root is new. It makes me feel uncomfortable but in an excited possibility way and it's this is this is a new feeling it's a new way of of being I've known this for quite a number of years but being able to move now towards the next layer of in the being and the doing of that potential and that possibility and taking action to to clear space in myself and my life And as I said, it feels uncomfortable to be saying no to things. It feels uncomfortable to be putting boundaries in place. Now, excuse this interruption. I just had to press pause on the recording and I lost my flow, but I'll do my best to reconnect. And this is the, this is the truth of, of this podcast and me being an intuitive uh, podcaster and storyteller is that I, speak from the heart. So I might start with a core message, but the things that flow or the things that I share and weave together really do come from the heart and being responsive to the energy or the intention behind my speaking and sharing. And I think just to, just to bring it all together is this idea of our potential is, and the things that we believe are possible for us and how big or how deep we have the courage to dream is still really the beginning of what is is possible. I mean, anything that we want to do in life and in business is possible for us because, and we're only limited by our own capacity to to dream and our and our courage to take action and to believe that it is possible for us and and by us and through us to whatever we're being called to do, whatever our desires are, whatever our hungers are, they are entirely possible for us because human beings have traveled to the moon. There are women have only had in, in many cultures and particularly in colonized cultures have only had the right to vote, to own property, to make their own decisions, to have their own bank accounts for as little as, as 50 or 60 years in terms of legal structures in in Australia and Amer- and places like America and in in England and I might have my time frames wrong there I'm not a historian but it's only been 50 or 70 years that we've even been allowed to access those those rights as women and then you add a layer of being a minority group or a first nations person I mean we didn't get the right to be recognized as human beings until 1967 in Australia my mum was born as flora and fauna in, in this country. And yet we have women who are billionaires. We have women who are, who are millionaires and who are judges and Supreme Court judges, CEOs of um, companies, billion dollar companies and leaders in, in those spaces. People, women who are self-made, who have come from war-torn countries, poverty, child marriages who have gone on to get PhDs. We've got women like Oprah Winfrey, 
We've got women like JLo who made it from absolutely nothing to become the global powerhouses that they are today. Um, Serena Williams and Venus Williams' dad had a vision for them to become tennis players and cultivated that, but they had to be a part of that. They had to be willing for that to happen. And now they're global change makers, Beyonce. And it was because they believed, they knew they were worthy and they had the courage to take action. They saw their own potential and possibility and allowed it to happen. They made it happen. They went after it. And the universe and the world was in agreement because they didn't give the world or the universe any option to say no. They showed up. They moved with things. They created. They took action. They did the work. And now look at who they are and where they are. And that's possible for any of us. It is completely open to us to become our greatest selves. Everything that our heart calls for, everything that our ancestors are calling for us is all possible. And sometimes that possibility or that vision is only the ground of what is possible. It is where the seed is planted And we never know what is going to grow until we actually start the growing process, the becoming process, the doing process. And I think for me, sitting with this and going and being with this and going and allowing myself to have the time to go deep, to go, what do I really want? What's calling me right now? What is the thing that sets my soul on fire that makes my heart race and makes my body shiver? What is the simplest, most powerful version of who I want to be and what I want to bring into the world? And how does that weave into my roles of being a mother, of being the founder of Kilalana? How does it all weave together? And that's what I'm sitting with today. That's what I'm sitting with for the next three to six months as I clear away the space and the things that don't belong or the things that don't belong in this chapter. And I, and I was yarning with some some dear friends, um, Jeremy Nakora and Anaheda, who he introduced me to, and they're Maori friends of mine. And we were sitting talking about, so he's 50 and he's a very powerful uh, cultural leader that I follow and the things he shares with such wisdom and grace. And I asked him, I said, how did you become this person? And he said, I gave myself the time and space. And when I asked Anaheda how she how she goes about sharing her culture and how does she manage and what capacity she brings to it. And she starts, I start within myself and I start within my own home because the business, the work of, of being Māori versus doing Māori is, is so very different. And in order to have the space and the capacity to do being Māori, and to learn our own cultures and and be in that space, but then to also share it from others. I only have the capacity to share from from within myself and my and my circles and let it ripple out from there. And that resonated with me so deeply in that in order for me to serve <coughs> the world and my family and my ancestors through me and through my potential is limited by the the capacity and the space that I have to do that work, to to become skilled in in doing that work. And that requires time and space and resources. So that's what I'm doing over the next 
three to six months is clearing the space and laying the foundations so that that work can become possible so that I can, can be, I can become possible. So I have the time and space to become the greatest version of myself, to do the healing, to do the learning, to do the process of alchemize and to actualize and develop my potential and possibilities so that when I do take action, I can amplify my action and the ripple effect of my impact on others through doing the 20% that you will yield 80% of the results. So having Kilalana as an organization and building it out to be more than myself allows it to have a greater sustainability, allows it to become a part of a collective who want to see First Nations women and girls in our communities thrive. And knowing my own limitations and in my jiu-jitsu podcast, I spoke about playing the long game. And for me, turning 39 and sitting with that birthday and creating space for the fact that I'm in my final, I'm going to be my final year of my 30s. And I really want from 39 to 50 to be about growing my knowledge, growing my skills so that I can start to become that future ancestor that Annie Annabelle Shaman speaks about with all the skill and health and well-being and skills um, and potential and resources that are available to me. I want to be doing those things. I want to be being those things so that when I do teach and share, it has the greatest potential to support and have impact in the world, which means having the courage to stop and slow down and go, what is my vision? What is my dreams? What is the biggest, most courageous calling and version of that that is available to me right now? What's it going to take to become her now? What does that look like in business? What does a seven-figure brand and business of Chantel Thompson of Kilalana look and feel like? Who is the woman who is guiding and being the CEO and the speaker of that look like? What is that version of, of Chantel as a mum, as, as a woman? What does it look and feel like when I've arrived there? What will I be doing? Who will I be? And I'm really excited by the possibilities that are stirring in my soul and sitting with the fact that it really is just the, the beginning of what is possible, what is available to me. And I'm inspired by looking at examples of other women who are doing and being what I want to be in the world. Um, Dixie Crawford and uh, Crystal Kinsella are two amazing Aboriginal businesswomen that inspire me daily, Mundanara Bales. Um, but Crystal and Dixie both sponsored the Kilalana gathering. They didn't hesitate. These are two women who are out here building their businesses, building their legacies. Crystal's a mum. And they didn't hesitate once to get behind our Kilalana vision and our girls. Like that inspires me. Uh, Erica Kramer is a Latina woman who has a podcast and she called, and she's called the queen of confidence. And she grew in, in five or six years, a business that is now global, a podcast that is global. And she shares everything wholeheartedly and to see herself grow herself from, from trauma and debt and poverty and negative mindset and actions to now being a woman who is thriving building a global brand, being a global speaker, but doing it her way and unapologetically herself um, is, is so inspiring. Rachel Rogers, who's based in America, the same thing, 
built herself up from nothing, from having a law practice to now being a global leader in the female empowerment and business education space. These are things that are available and possible to them and through them doing it, they're showing me that it's possible. And that's what I'm empowered by because what I do and who I choose to be also leaves a footprint of what's possible for those that I work with and those that are in my in my circles or in my universe. So I want to end this here with saying our potential and our possibility is only limited by our courage and our self-belief. We are worthy of any dream or vision that comes to us because we didn't just think that our visions and dreams chose us as much as we chose them. Because when we sit down and ask ourselves, what do we want? That comes up from our soul, but it also comes from the universe. And I've realized that I don't need to figure it out. My children will show me what kind of mum I need to be. My business will show me what kind of woman and CEO I need to be. I will be shown these things. I will be guided to these things. And then if I have the courage, it all becomes possible. It all becomes open to me. And by me giving myself permission now that the next 11 years and the final year, the final year of my 30s will be spent clearing anything that stands in the way of me becoming my most powerful self, that then that powerful self will be in service of the vision and the calling that I have. And then I'm giving myself permission to develop myself so I can become the best CEO that and the best leader and visionary that Kilalana needs, that our titters need, the best laying the foundation so that I can become the Barkindji warrior, the black belt, the black belt world champion, that I can become Namika, the mother that my children want and the mother that I want to become, that I can become the partner and have the relationship with my husband that I want to become, that I can have a life, I can have a a business that businesses that are multi-million dollars in, in value and in impact and that that is possible through me and by me and I can sit with that and allow that to just be in my field and I'm clearing the space for that to become that woman, to be that woman now and to grow into her so that all of those things become possible for the greatest impact and ripple effect that I can have in the world so that when I take action, it amplifies the effort and the impact that I can have through who I am, how I show up and the things I choose to do. So how are you showing up? What do you believe is possible for yourself? Do you believe that the visions and the dream you have are only the beginning for you? I would really love to hear more. Please reach out, DM me if you if this resonated with you, if it planted a seed for you. And, and thank you for um, being here, for granting me your time, your ears, your focus and attention. I am really grateful and I don't take it lightly that people choose to spend their time with me. And if you'd like to hear anything more, if you'd like to ask any questions or you believe this can be a benefit to someone else, please share it. Please leave me a rating. Um, please share this with someone you think it will benefit. And I look forward to to growing and nurturing this, this podcast and this space with you. Big love and thank you for listening to Warrior Heart Yarns with Anishan.